This podcast was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit lifelanks.org. Well, my message this morning is very simple. We've heard incredible stories already. And so don't worry, this is going to be a shorter message this morning, but a really simple message. And the message is this, that Jesus came to rescue you and Jesus came to recruit you. Jesus came to rescue you and Jesus also came to recruit you. So we're going to look at a story in Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 19. Luke, an eyewitness to the events of Jesus' life. This is Luke chapter 19, verse 1, and it's going to be on the screen. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. Every now and then we'll pause. because I love these little lines in the, in the, in the gospels. It's just passing through. He's just on his way from here to here, but something significant is about to happen. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. Now, when this, first, when this story was maybe first read, when we read the word tax collector, the crowd would have booed. <laughs> you know, any tax collectors in the room, maybe there's not the kind of thing you want to confess to. Tax collectors are maybe never popular in any culture, in any day, in any uh, period of human history. But for Zacchaeus, he's not just a tax collector, he's also seen as a betrayer. Zacchaeus is a Jewish man, he's part of the Jewish community, and he's not just uh, collecting taxes, because that's right to do, isn't it, to pay our taxes. He's taking money off the Jewish community and giving it to the Roman Empire. So he's seen as a betrayer of his own people. So Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector, and he was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. I've got this conviction that we have lots of people that come to the grocery every day. They're coming for food, but a lot of people, they want to know who Jesus is. They want to see who Jesus is. Zacchaeus is wealthy. He's doing well in life. He probably wouldn't need the community grocery. He's doing well. He's got lots of money, but he's heard about Jesus, and he wants to see who Jesus is. But... Being a short man, he could not because there was a huge crowd. Verse 4. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I know it's on the screen, but I wonder what you think Jesus would say to him. Come down immediately. I want to tell you off. You're robbing your community. I want you to stop doing what you're doing. No, Jesus says, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. I want to come and eat with you. Zacchaeus, nobody likes you. You're making loads of money from the community. And because of that, nobody likes you. Nobody wants to spend time with you. But I see you. I see you. And today I must come to your house. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter. He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. Abraham's the father of faith, the father of Jewish people. Jesus is saying he belongs. This guy belongs. Zacchaeus, he's repented. He's turned his life around. He is welcome 
to be part of the family. And here's the key verse, verse 10. For the Son of Man, which is Jesus, came to seek and to save those who are lost. Verse 10, the key verse. Jesus came to rescue you, whoever you are, whatever life has thrown at you. Jesus is the Savior. Jesus came to seek and to save those who are lost. Those who don't think they're lost, those who think they've got life figured out, well, you, you might not recognise Jesus. You might not recognise the need for Jesus. But for those of us in the room, in which I include myself, who recognise there's lostness, there's brokenness, there's emptiness, there's pain, I need help, I need a saviour, I need salvation. Well, here's the good news. Jesus came to seek and to save those who are lost. Jesus came to rescue you. For Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus was lost in wealth. That feels like a paradox, doesn't it? That feels odd. Zacchaeus was lost in wealth. Zacchaeus wasn't lost because he was needy in terms of finance, financial need. He was lost in wealth. But it seems to be he was also lost in greed. He was lost in selfishness. He was lost in pride. Maybe lost in a sense of vanity, that life was all about wealth and building wealth. Zacchaeus was lost in wealth. And here's the truth this morning. Whatever traps us, whatever is holding us back, whatever makes us less than human. You know, so much of life dehumanizes us, doesn't it? You know, there's so many experiences we go through that make us less than human. And that's not the will of God. Actually, the will of God is that you become fully human, fully alive, living life in all of its fullness, whether it's addiction or pain or loss. Maybe for some of us, it's self-destruction or self-loathing. I got this sense this week that maybe for some of us, it's just self-loathing. We can't even look in the mirror. We can't bear ourselves. We need saving from ourselves. Here's the good news. There is a saviour. Jesus is the saviour. Jesus wants to rescue us this morning. Jesus wants to deliver us this morning. Whatever you're facing, whatever challenge you're facing, whatever pain you're suffering, whatever anguish you're going through, Jesus this morning, he comes to rescue us. So here's the first really simple response. First really simple prayer. Today, today hold on to Jesus. He is the rescuer. He is the lifeline. He is the deliverer. This isn't the end of the message, but I want us to pray in this moment because there might be people who you've heard the stories, you've had a great experience, you, you know, maybe you've met someone you've not met before. And, but today what you came for was salvation. Today what you came for was, I need rescuing. I need saving. I need a saviour. I need someone that I can look to, someone that I can hold on to. His name is Jesus. So in this moment, can we pray? Maybe just to help us. Why don't you close your eyes in this moment? I'd love to pray for you. If that's your prayer, if your prayer simply is, Jesus, save me. Jesus, be my saviour. Then where you are now, there's just a few of us looking around. Where you are now, why don't you just respond by saying, I'm just going to put on my hand. I'm putting on my hand to say, I want Jesus to be my saviour. I want Jesus to find me, to rescue me, to deliver me. That's awesome. If that's you this morning, why don't we just lift up a hand in response to that? Then you can put a hand back down. And I'm just going to simply pray for us in this moment. That's beautiful. 
Lord Jesus, for everyone reaching out to you this morning, for everyone who needs a saviour, who is looking for a deliverer, who knows they need rescuing, rescuing from addiction, rescuing from their pain, rescuing from their sin, rescuing from, a, from self-destruction, self-loathing, rescuing from themselves. Jesus, we pray this morning that they would reach out to you and they would know they can hold on to hope. They can hold on to the deliverer. They can hold on to the rescuer this morning. In Jesus' name, be their Lord, be their Savior. Amen. Amen. Jesus came to rescue you, but he also came to recruit you. Jesus came to rescue you, but he also came to recruit you. I love this in Zacchaeus' story. The rescued became the rescuer. Almost immediately, did you see it in the story? Almost immediately, Zacchaeus goes to hear about Jesus. Jesus comes to his house and Zacchaeus welcomes him. Some of you have just welcomed Jesus into your life. Just welcomed Jesus into your heart. Zacchaeus welcomed Jesus into his home. Zacchaeus received salvation. And almost immediately, he joined the mission. Almost immediately, he said, now I want to join the Jesus way. Now I want to join the Jesus movement. Now I want to live like a Jesus person. And he began to repay debts. He began to get involved in justice and reconciliation. In just that small moment, he recognizes, I have cheated people. I have taken more than I should have. And now I want to get involved in what Jesus is doing. I want to join the Jesus way. And we celebrated uh, Easter uh, a few weeks ago. And we had a great weekend, didn't we? We had such a great uh, Easter weekend here at Life Church, And we recognised the significance of the cross, the finality, the triumph of the cross. And then the empty tomb, you know, what this represents to us as Christians. But I'd like to say to us this morning, that's the beginning of the story. It's not the end of the story. It's the beginning of the story. The cross is decisive. The cross is definitive, but actually it's the beginning of the Jesus movement. It's the beginning of the Jesus story. And here's what's fascinating when you read the Gospels and the book of Acts. Before the cross and after the resurrection, including in the book of Acts, Jesus has a main message. And here's the main message of Jesus. And we'll unpack this another time in greater detail. But here's the main message of Jesus. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is near. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You can taste it. You can sense it. Here on a Sunday morning, you know, increasingly, I think there's people who recognize the kingdom of God is present, is here. We can taste it. We can see it. Now, I loved what Mandy said earlier. At the grocery, I, when, I, I love going to the grocery. I'm there a couple of times a week. And whenever I go, I just think the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of heaven is here. There's something of the spirit of God. There's something of the kingdom of God in this place. When our schools team go into schools in the community, the kingdom of God is there. And here's the reality. There's people in this room. There's people watching this. You are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. You've been recruited into the Jesus team, team heaven, team kingdom, whatever you want to call it, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. You've been recruited. But there's maybe other people in this room who you've recognised Jesus is your saviour. But maybe today, and today, today is not just the day to kind of join a team, but to join the team. Not just to join a rota, but actually to say, I want to be a part of what Jesus is doing. I recognise he's my Lord. I recognise he's my saviour. But actually Jesus wants to recruit you. 
Behold, the kingdom of heaven is near. Jesus invites us to be forgiven 100%. But he also invites us to have our lives repurposed. As Pat said so eloquently a few weeks ago, to make Jesus first, foremost and central. I think that's been one of my greatest joys in watching the grocery story, seeing that come alive more and more in Daniela and Tom and a number of our volunteers. That Jesus first doesn't just mean lifting our hands on a Sunday, but it also means serving people on a Monday. It means Jesus first, foremost, central. Jesus invites us to be forgiven, but also to be repurposed. Living for something bigger, living for something higher, a kingdom not made by human hands, not a political party or an ideology. That's not what what Jesus is inviting you to join. He's inviting you to join his kingdom movement. Not a social club, but the kingdom of heaven. Yes, Jesus wants to rescue you, but he also wants to recruit you for his mission, to live for his kingdom and to advance his kingdom in the world around you. So here's how we're going to respond to the message this morning. We're going to pray a prayer that is maybe the most famous prayer of all time. Maybe you prayed this prayer uh, if you went to primary school in the UK. Maybe you prayed this prayer every day. Maybe you prayed this prayer every week. Maybe you know this prayer really well. We know it as the Our Father prayer or the Lord's Prayer. We call it the Lord's Prayer because it's the prayer that the Lord Jesus gave to us. When his disciples said, teach us to pray, he taught them to pray this prayer. I like to call it the kingdom prayer because it hinges on this idea of the kingdom of God here and now. So before we pray the prayer, I just want us to think about the prayer. I want us to think just for a few moments about this prayer. A prayer that you prayed a thousand times. A prayer that you know off by heart. But we're just going to think about this prayer I'm then going to invite you to pray this prayer as a way of saying, we're joining the mission. We want to join the team. Jesus wants to rescue you, but he also wants to recruit you. Here's how the prayer goes. You know how it goes. It starts with our Father. I love that. Our Father. What a great start. Our. What does that mean? It means not mine. God does not belong to me. I have not got a monopoly on God. God is not English. God is not British. God does not speak in a northern accent. Or maybe he does. <laughs> God is not male. You know, God is beyond all these different boundaries. You know, our, our, not mine, doesn't belong to me. Not yours either. It's our. It's for everybody. Our. Then our Father. Our Father. Now, I know I just said God's not male. But I love here that Jesus, when he teaches us to pray this prayer, He could have chosen any word to describe our approach to God, our relationship with God. And the word he uses is Father, which can sound quite formal. In Jesus' language, the word was Abba, where we get the word Daddy or Papa. When Jesus teaches us to pray, he says, when you pray, first of all, remember, God, you don't own God. He doesn't belong to you. He's our. He's big. He's, He's bigger than my nationality my experience is big and he's father, he's daddy. He's the kind of father, I don't know what your relationship has been like with your father, but he's the kind of father you can trust. He's the kind of father you can be safe with. He's the kind of father that you can share your biggest fears with and your biggest dreams with. He's a father that you can come close to. He's Abba, daddy, papa, 
There's an intimacy about this language, our Father, our Father. The second line is, hallowed be your name, or hallowed be thy name, hallowed be your name. What does this mean? It means holy and honoured. So he's our Father, we can come close, but he's God, he's to be revered, he's to be respected. His name is holy and honoured. He is the high king of heaven. So he's our father. My dad's a great guy, but he's, a, he's just a man. But our father is the high king of heaven. Our father is the name above all names. Ho- holy and honoured is your name. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. We sang it this morning. Your will be done on earth. This is the yield prayer. This is the surrender prayer. This is where we say, not my will. This is the challenge of this prayer, not my will, not my way, not my will, not my way. Your kingdom come, your will be done. I surrender, I lay it down. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. So that means Valley Street Community Centre. That means downtown. That means Accrington. That means Clayton Lamores. That means Padium. That means Colm. That means wherever you live. On earth, your place of work as it is in heaven. Daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. One of the things I love about the grocery is it's meeting physical needs. It's helping to feed families, keeping families fed. Give us today our daily bread. But we also recognize we need, man does not live by bread alone, as Jesus says. You know, this is a prayer to say, help provide our daily needs. You can be an answer to someone's prayer by being a part of the community grocery. But also daily bread isn't just physical needs. It's our, it's our spiritual needs. There's a hunger inside of us, not just for food, but for something more, for something deeper, for the big questions of life. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. Dave shared this brilliantly earlier. We all need forgiveness, the power of forgiveness. This morning as we pray this prayer, it might be that you recognise there's some stuff I'm carrying and I need forgiveness. I need to bring this before God this morning knowing that he's going to forgive me and help us to forgive those who have sinned against us. Maybe there are people in your life who have deeply hurt you. And today maybe is a day where God empowers you, strengthens you to forgive those people. Forgiveness received, forgiveness given. Lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil. This line's all about overcoming evil with love, overcoming darkness with light. Help us to not yield to temptation, but help us to yield to your way, overcoming evil and temptation. For yours is the kingdom. Jesus first. Jesus is king. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Now, the final word is amen. Now, amen isn't just a full stop on prayer. It's not just the way we end prayers. Amen means this. Let it be. Or as I like to say, bring it on. God, what I'm saying yes to this. Amen means yes. I agree. Bring it on. God, if this is what you've got for me, amen. God, if you empower me to forgive, amen. God, if you want your kingdom to come, your will to be done where I am in my life, in my everyday, bring it on. Overcoming darkness, overcoming evil, resisting temptation, bring it on. So amen isn't just the way we finish a prayer. It's not a full stop. Amen means yes, I agree, let it be, or bring it on. So should we pray?
now that we're ready. Shall we pray the Our Father prayer? It's going to be on the screen. So our, our leaders, but I'd love us to pray together. And we're not just praying this like it's a primary school assembly or like it's a ritualistic prayer that we prayed a thousand times before. We're going to pray it now maybe with a level of understanding of what we're praying. Let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. If you found this podcast inspiring and helpful, then we'd love for you to get in touch via at lifelanks on social media or our website, lifelanks.org. Life Church, impacting our neighbours, our nation and the nations with the good news about Jesus.